0: July 14, 2023, it's a Wife for P-RO show. <laughs> From Pedro's Show. Happy Friday. Started off John Coltrane doing uh, this live excerpt from November 18, 1961. I want to talk about you. Speaking of 1961, they just found some tapes of him playing with uh, Eric Dolphy in the band, and that just came out thir- uh, yesterday. Then we had uh, Mugstar with Sunburnt and Pean's Machine. Intriguing title, and because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got. Other J. Stoll, welcome aboard, Jason. Thank you, Walt. Absolutely, nice and we want to give credit right away to Vim from the Paranoid yeah. State for yeah, making you, the Wim. connect. Yeah, Vim, not Vim. Sorry about that. Completely different language. Sorry, that's two mere life. Anyway, anyway, let's, uh, um, I dig this music you sent me and I'm interested in your journey through music. So please bring your earliest musical memory you got in your mind. Yeah, uh, well, for me, uh, I grew up
1: around Liverpool, um, just across the River Mersey from Liverpool. Um, But my mum was from Liverpool herself, so she grew up with the Beatles and stuff. So when we were kids, um, she was very much into um, making <laughs> making us listen to the Beatles, which I'm very thankful she did. Um, so we used to listen to the Beatles a lot when we were at, at home and we were little kids. Like, um, I think one of my earliest memories of the Beatles is Here Comes the Sun, Um which my mum used to play all the time. George so.
0: Harrison's song, I believe. You it know, there, there's yeah. that there's that alley in Liverpool where those clubs are, right? Yeah, the
1: um, Matthew Street, it's called. Right, um, it's kind
0: of like a yeah, museum and, kind of
1: trip. Yeah, there's um, well, obviously the Cavern where the Beatles used yes, to play. that's what I'm talking. Which about. my mum had gone to see the Cavern. Uh, uh, the Cavern, gone to see the Beatles at the Cavern. Uh, but later on, there was also a punk venue down that a- area called. Um, Eric's. I don't know if you're aware of that place as I well. I think like I played it. Equity Man <laughs> and Teardrop explodes and all those guys used to play, and I think the Clash and all kinds of people played there in the early days. Well, so, what yeah, about this pad? What, to Liverpool. What about
0: this pad, Jason? That you grew up in? Was there musical instruments? Uh, not in our house.
1: Like my granddad was very much. Uh, he had a. Like, um, I forget what you call them, but like, you uh, no those big organs, the like double tw- twin tiered organs with loads of buttons on that you could have, like, a Wurlitzer sound, you could have a Hammond sound. So that was my first musical. Introduction. Who was playing like an organ, uh, but nothing, nothing serious or anything. Ah, like so that. you
0: jumped on it though.
1: Yeah, we just play around. Me and my sister used to just mess around on it.
0: Well, let me uh, ask you about school. Were you in the marching band or the choir, or shit like that? Uh, nothing like that. No. Okay. Um, yeah. No. No. <laughs> what was the first record you bought with your own money?
1: With my own money, it was uh, the single version of the Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Sure. Um, which is a pretty cool record uh, for the first one. Um, yeah, my cousin them? was very much into like metal, knew like Heavy, British Heavy Metal and all that, so he sort of got me into it and encouraged me to buy uh, the Ace of Spades. So uh, I've got, <laughs> got him to be thankful for for giving me that musical introduction. What was the first gig you saw? Uh, well, I was thinking about this the other day when um, I think the first of a gig was um, like a local band, um, a band called Zeitgeist, who are sort of a Sabbath-y influenced um, local band from Liverpool um, when I was about 14, 15, maybe. Uh, but the first real gig was Motorhead again.
0: <laughs> and what about you doing music yourself? When did you first try Except that stuff at your grandpa's pad with uh, the organ. Um, well, it always ever since getting into music around
1: properly around ten eleven, I always wanted to play guitar. Um, so when I had when I left school and got my first job, I um, spent my first two weeks' wages on a guitar and an amp. Um, so that was my way into music. I bought a <laughs> bought a Fender Stratocaster. Well, it wasn't a Fender. It was a Fender Stratocaster. Uh, copy and um i thought i'd be able to play by Jimi hendrix by the end of the second week um but obviously <laughs> that takes many years to do that so i took it back and swapped it for a bass um and then joined a sort of grindcore band uh not long after um but i didn't realize until about two months later that the bass I'd actually bought was a fretless bass <laughs> so uh so my first introduction to bass playing was on a fretless.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you, Would you... <laughs> you understand that's the way they all were. You know why? Leo Fender called his invention the Fend, uh, precision bass. For that reason of having no frets? Because it did have frets. Because all the basses before it... that, mostly, not all, because mandolin orchestras actually had fretted basses. But basses were usually just giant versions of cellos and violins. Oh, yeah yeah see so you had to learn you know kind of i guess you could cheat with pieces of tape or shit but you had to learn where those places were where the notes were now wow. nowadays they got fretted bases or fretless bases where they fill in where the frets went so you can tell you can get good intonation like that wow. right. but you yeah. know
1: I was one of them.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a trip. It seems like it was accident anyway. I was going to ask, what, because you got an amp with that guitar, and when you changed over to bass, did you still use that same amp? Well, it was actually a bass amp
1: um, that came with the guitar because it was the cheapest one in the shop.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay, you already set up for that because usually yeah. – yeah. they're built to hold low end kind of, but yeah. probably a starter when it was tiny anyway, probably couldn't keep up with the drummer.
1: No, not at all. <laughs>
0: so what was this, <laughs> was, this like first band? Up. This first band you said was a grind band. What was its name? It was uh, probably 1989
1: when I was 17. Yeah, well, no, What was
0: its name?
1: Um, and what was its name? We were called um, Solstice Um but then we realized there was another band of that name, so changed it to Pathogenic. Can
0: <laughs> um, you remember the first Pathogenic gig? I do. Um, it was um,
1: it was in a bar in Liverpool. Uh, and I think this is what got me hooked into doing music. Well, um, it was a gig. It was rammed, like lots of people there. And it was people dancing, people stage diving, and, you know, watching, like, loads of punk videos and stuff over the years, this is how I thought gigs were going to always be. <laughs> so I think that might, it really got me hooked. Um, now,
0: can I ask you about the material? Yeah, man. Um, I have no clue what it sounds like. No, I no, can't... no. Was it original stuff or was, were you do guys trying to copy other people's songs? No, it was all original, all
1: original stuff.
0: All and were about. you involved with the songwriting? I wasn't involved with the lyrics, um,
1: but in the songwriting, yeah. We just used to go to uh, John Firth, the singer. We used to get to his house practice in his bedroom. Um luckily his mum was quite forgiven. <laughs> um but yeah, we just used to jam in his bedroom and and that's how we got the songs together.
0: And this one of us a the riff
1: or two, and, and this was doing. your first time composing music? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I'd never really I've, I've you know on my granddad's organ messed around and wrote a couple of bits and pieces but it was never anything into a song structure so this was the first time yeah
0: now does this band get into recording does it get into touring no it didn't unfortunately we did
1: um I think we did about five or six gigs and then um me and the guitarist joined another band uh, not long after, um, around, sorry, around the same time, and then uh, Pathogenic sort of imploded around that time. Um, so unfortunately, there's no documented evidence that, uh, of any of the recordings of what we sound like or anything.
0: Okay, but you do have recordings of Mugstar, and I'm going to play another song here, A Magnetic Season." Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Walk for Pedro. Show that chunk of music started off with Mugstar doing Magnetic Seasons and we had brand new Reg Bloor I think her third solo album. This is UFOs are real and no one cares. That's in parentheses people. Tall Tall Trees after that brand new feel good. Sprain also knew Privilege of Being, Noisuka. Also knew Majority Rules. Bama's prended Foreign Engineer. Red Party from Chicago with Wild, near Wild Heaven. Ray Shin after that, back in the ring, from Reno. Miller's Grist. And then finally, Mugstar with Damo Suzuki doing Inane wa So enlighten us here, Jason, about your, uh, Getting to be with Damo Suzuki. Yeah, uh, well, so Damo, uh, Damo um, he
1: travels a lot on his own and goes into towns all over the world, um, works with local musicians, asks them to do an improvised band with him. Um, so we, the promoter of this show in Liverpool, asked us if we would like to be his um, sound carriers, he likes to call them um so we had a few correspondence with damo and he said don't rehearse any music beforehand we're all the 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 cosmic energy will bring it all together on stage that night um so we had a few a few conversations backwards and forwards and he kindly agreed that we could record the show which ended up as as the album um, with the track that you just played um but yeah, it was fascinating to play with him because we as a band, Mugstar would improvise quite a lot in the rehearsal studio, but never really live. Um, and something magic did happen that night because he somehow <laughs> brought it together. You know, if you listen to the album, it's you know, the, the way we play on it, it's it's very tight and it just works so well with the lyrics and the and the vocal melodies and stuff that yeah, he's some sort of magician some type of wizard who can bring this music together um bring the best out of people
0: yeah i've seen him do it with uh mars volta in australia yeah yeah and and Juan and those guys it was it was beautiful look let me ask you when was this what was the date uh i can't remember the date um
1: it was probably around 2015 maybe no earlier maybe 2014
0: so eight or nine years okay Uh, yeah let's get back to your story because we're just talking about that music okay now uh pathogen pathogenic yeah (laughs) pathogenic is no more but you got you're in another band now with a guitar man what's this called so this band was called devoid
1: um it was um, a bit more of a death metal band um we did a few, um, I didn't do any gigs with them, but we d- did lots of rehearsing. Um, and the, famously, the guitarist in the band later joined Carcass, if you know them. They were like uh, some quite big grind death metal band in the 90s. So he joined them, uh, and then that band folded. But um, they did one album, um, which I unfortunately didn't play on. Um, now, what happened? Did you quit? No, well, I got kicked out. Whoa, <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> well, because he said I couldn't play bass very well. <laughs> who, who was Which, that? He, there was like a boss man or a manager. Or what? Well, no, that no, was um, it was basically the singer Louis. Um, he basically just said he phoned me up one day and went, "Yeah, he, we've decided to move on with you because we feel you you can't really uh, play as well as what we want." <laughs> At least uh, the but guy was honest. At
0: least he was honest, you know. Some people just exactly. give you a bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, but in some ways now what, do you, what do you do after that, Jason? Now you're sitting there with your bass. And have you moved on to another amp? Are you still using that same little amp? Uh, I did get another amp. I can't remember what it was now. I think it was a Col- Colesbro amp.
1: And then later I got a H&H head. Uh huh. Uh, which were which was amazing.
0: Okay, they uh, they kick you out. So what do you do? You you don't quit music. You get back up,
1: right? Yeah. So um, a friend from school. Well, I started just messing around, recording some stuff at home, um, just on a tape recorder, and then overdubbing it and um, like slow, heavy music. And then uh, a friend of mine called Carl, who he's good school with. He had a band that he was just forming, um, which is more of a garage rock band, um, influenced by some of the seeds, um, uh, you know, a lot of sixties garage stuff. So we, I gotta uh, tell you, Jason,
0: you know, I'm, I'm going to be 66 in December and music to me now is just music. I ain't really interested in that genre shit anymore. I just think it keeps us apart. So, so anyway, you join this this band, it's got a, A bit of a garbagey tint, right? That but but they're guys from school, so you know these guys personally, yeah. Yeah, the guitarist. Um,
1: so he asked me to join, and we called ourselves Beulah Wig, um, which apparently was some sort of 1950s dance. uh, Um, and we recorded um, a track I sent you called Uh, Different Kind. uh, so that was a bit more garage. I play bass on that,
0: play keyboards on it. Um oh, We don't play that till the fucking third hour. Yeah. I didn't know the timeline. So I think what I did, I went in uh, how long the songs were. So the t- shorter ones are up qu- uh, first and then longer. So yeah. sorry about that. It's all right. All right. Um so, yeah,
1: that was the next next project. Um, that was that was a real good, fun project. It was the first project that went into the studio to record stuff. What was that like? It was amazing. It, it was amazing to do, to get the finished product, but very nerve-wracking uh, the first time in the studio. I don't know how you felt, but... No, it's, I, get, I
0: still do. We call it red light fever, because like, you know the thing's going to be well, yeah, forever, yeah. so you start choking, yeah. where if you were just practicing, it'd come like easy, oh. right? <laughs> Yeah, totally. You become your own uh, fucking worse energy because of the nerves. Yeah. And and what you were
1: just saying it about some of the uh, the songs you played already are quite long songs, uh, from like Mugstar.
0: Well, I wanted to put all the Mugstar I, songs together because everybody else, it seems, you gave me one song from each proj. But with Mugstar, there was three. So I wanted uh, people to hear all together. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice. Well, yeah, like being in the studio with those guys and um, like doing a 10 15 minute track, and not wanting to mess up <laughs> by making any mistakes by doing that. That's that's even more nerve wracking than doing a, a three minute um garagey <laughs> track
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, but you grew yeah. into it because that's what you started exactly. with. How, how long yeah. are you with Beulah Wig? Beulah Wig, and um, we did it for maybe a year and a half, and then the
1: drummer he left to go to university um so that was a short-lived project and then we started um with another drummer um and we did a couple of gigs with him but it didn't really last that long he he, um i can't remember if he left the drummer left or we we split up i can't remember now but um now you never you never went
0: back to guitar you stayed on bass stayed on bass yeah and i still play bass now that's great Uh, that's great and did you ever go out like for other kind of learning, like a teacher or something?
1: Um I did have a guy who I used to work with. He his brother was a guitar teacher. So he taught me a few um a few bits and pieces. Um but yeah, nothing nothing big like, You never really went regularly or anything. So I'm kind pretty of much self taught.
0: Yeah, but what uh, kind of bass? You know, I'm a little prejudiced towards bass, so I'm I'm interested here yeah
1: so well back in the 90s i found a very cheap rickenbacker um so since probably 95 i played a rickenbacker um rickenbacker 4001
0: you know they're made here in southern california fullerton uh, i do yeah yeah you know who played to, one play- too is lammy
1: yes i know yeah. well that was a big <laughs> difference. <interesting
0: time. laughs> Yeah, I got to meet him a couple times. He was very, very kind to me. One time, he, I was mixing my first opera, and he was in the studio mixing. He said he had an opera. It was he said this is about World War One. It's called 1916. And he gave me his bottle of a, a wild turkey. He had some bourbon, and he he was just the nicest man. He's wearing this outrageous, you know, like gray leotards and. Um, Bullet belt machine gun bullet belt and then Nazi hat or some yeah. shit, but he was the most kind man. And oh, man. uh, I've, I've always like you, probably big fan, yeah. Oh,
1: man. yeah. I met him once as well. Um, I met him in uh, the Rainbow Bar and Grill and, Um, that's where you staying uh, out. I'm holly, you were up in Hollywood, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is years ago, um, okay. well, 15 years ago, I went with my ex girlfriend, and um, we were there, and we knew that Lemmy used to go there, so like, let's go to the Rainbow Bar and Grill, see if you can see Lemmy. Right, um, and there
0: was like uh, a, a video <laughs> poker game or something that used to yeah. sit next to really Playing yeah.
1: apparently, yeah. But he wasn't there the first night. Second night, he wasn't there. So it was like, oh, we're just going to go one more night just to check. And uh, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> then I spoke to him and he was so lovely. Yeah, uh, right. Say, like, such a gentleman, so down to earth, really nice guy. And we had a brief chat. Because
0: me- methamphetamine isn't the most kind drug, you know, but. it's Clear. Yeah. You know, whatever. His humanity uh, came through yeah. all that. He's just beautiful to me every time. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard from other cats too. He's just really good. Look, Jason, we're at the end of the first hour here, July 14, 2023 edition. What? Pedro Show special guest, Jason Stoll. Hang tight for hour two. July 14, 2023. It's the second hour. What from Pedro Show? Mm. For Pedro, show Start off the second hour With Sex Swing Doing Skimmington Ride yeah, We're gonna learn about that uh, After that uh, Ra Kalam Bob Moses With Damon Smith Who led you in deeper Than Ryan James Mab- Mabe With Four Walls And finally Jaw That's Jaw with two A's people And the tune is called Rot Jason Lightness Just the Sex Swing Okay, so um Sex Wing is um a London
1: based six piece band. Um I used to hang out in London quite a lot and with some friends we were discussing about maybe doing a band together. When we eventually
0: Let, let me get a, this straight. You're in you're in Liverpool. How long does Liverpool, it take yes. to get to London? <laughs> uh, well you could get a train.
1: It'd take two hours. Um, okay. So, okay. So you used to get up every now and again and hang out and um, yeah. And then it got to a point where, yeah, let's do a band together. Okay. So we threw around a number of names and um, sex swings <laughs> seemed to be the most suitable one. Um, it's not something you can Google the band name very easily because uh, being used <laughs> you get you so- get
0: other items. That my kai would get on you for that. He would say, Using a search engine. That's like calling tissue Kleenex, right? Yeah, yeah. Giving that brand extra power. So, Sex Tet. Does this mean it's got horns? It's got a sax player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. uh, Colin Webster plays a baritone sax. Okay. Uh, Barry. Yeah, like Jerry Mulligan. Yeah. Um, Okay. Can you remember the first Sex Swing gig? Uh, yes, um, well, but just
1: before we did the gig, we um talking about Motorhead. The idea was for us to sound like Motorhead, <laughs> do a band like Motorhead, but it ended up something totally different, as you just heard. Um, but we did a gig at a festival in England, um, one of my best festivals I've been to, called a Supernormal Festival. And um, there was an editor there from um, an online magazine called The Quietus. I don't know if you come up with that. Yeah, I love that
0: fucking website. Great, yeah. I think they're headquartered headquartered on the top floor of the Lexington, which I've played a few times. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Um, So John, John Doran, the
1: the editor was there um, and he saw us and straight after we played he went, I want to put a record out for you guys.
2: Oh, wow.
1: So it was like, wow. (laughs) First gig. Someone wants to put a record out. So super cool. Um, so, yeah, we recorded um, in a studio in London over a matter of a few months. Pieced it all together and put it out as a record. Um, it came out on the Quietus um, Phonographic Corporation record label. Um, I think one of three or four records that came out on that label. But the reviews we got for the, for the album were amazing. Like We got so many festivals. Um, so many gig offers from doing that. Um, so yeah, it's, um, Well, what, ha- what happens
0: been... to the band? How long did it last? Well, it's still going. Oh, great. 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 Yeah. And now, now still... hit me, hit me to fucking jaw.
1: Okay. Jaw is, uh, quite a new project. Um, so.
0: Ah, right, we so just... right here might be the Dutch word rote for red. No no it's it's rot. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like past tense. <laughs> yeah. um yeah
1: what's weird it's rude.
0: Uh yeah anyway my my
1: Dutch is not uh, so <laughs> okay. good. But anyway, um yeah, so um do you know the band Therapy? Um they were like quite big in the 90s, uh, still going now, doing like really amazing um powerful um Alternative rock, uh, pretty heavy. Uh, You'd you, you probably heard some of the tracks if I, if I played you them. But anyway, they were they were a big, big influence on me as a, as a teenager when their first few EPs came out. But the singer Andy started liking a few bits and pieces of music that I'd put out with my record label or with some of the bands. Um, so I had a discussion with a f- mutual friend about maybe doing a band together Um and Joe came out of that conversation. Um, so it's a four-piece um, guy called Wayne Adams. He is. He runs a studio in, in uh, Hagerston in London. Andy Cairns from Therapy. And uh, one of the most amazing drummers ever, Adam Betts, who um, he plays with everyone from Goldie to Square Pusher to Pulp. Uh, and he had his, his own project um, called, um, oh, I've forgotten the name now, Postal um, yes. Squid. Um, but he's a phenomenal drummer. And uh, just the four of us together, we went in the studio, just recorded a few tracks, and ended up making an album. Um, so, yeah, it was a very uh, short lived because I know with previous debut albums I've done, you've at least had a couple of years of practicing together and getting ideas down. But this, job record was very much immediate I sent some ideas Andy sent some ideas and Wayne sent some ideas and we put it together and made an album and it sounds amazing uh, and again
0: we've had some really
1: amazing reviews from that
0: um, understood, I want, you got some other stuff you gave me this is Domes and a two called <laughs> Opal, let's listen From Pedro's show. start that chunk music off with Domes doing Opal. And then Trundled Colossus from. This is Vinnie Golia's Lay's Proj. He's got Patrick Sorosi. I think there's four sax players. Sakora, Skorweski, Wedman, and Zappa. That might be a family member, huh? David Gerard brand new with suspended fourth. Dan Jones and the Squids living on a lockdown wing. Not a lot of squids in the Missouri river, but fuck, you can call your band, (laughs) whatever you want. Midwestern medicine, more insults. Finally clamp with hate you. Can't copyright a title. 21 had a great song called hate you. Uh, Hippus to domes.
1: Okay. So, um, domes is a Dutch based band. Um, but it's, somehow it's all English people in the band. Um, but it was an idea me and you, the guitarist had to do like a sad song project, um, sort of more slow core compared to other sort of more heavier stuff and noisier stuff we've done previously. Um, so we, again, started sending back, uh, ideas backwards and forwards to each other, um, got some tracks down. So we recorded the track Opal, and, um, and
0: you know there's uh, a sid barrett song called opal right
1: yes yeah uh, and well, that it's, it's ended up like, the name
0: that's... of a prod for the guy david from the rain parade before he did Same mazzy that. star yeah oh yeah 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 he did yeah. <laughs> when he had kendra in the band anyway yeah. uh it, it, interesting so ha- having musical friends leads to a lot of possibilities. So they sure. could be overseas. Yeah. They could be. How do how do you end up getting to? Ho- well, look, this other project's called Clamp, and being spelled with a K, I'm guessing this is Dutch. Again, it started in uh, Holland um,
1: with the guitarist from Domes, um, which
0: it's a D- Dutch-based band, but basically it's it's all English people again. But that's <laughs> so, all, you know what Sly Stone said. It said it's not what he said. Not where you're from. It's where you're at. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, no, but no. I think what he means by that, Jason, is like you can't really pick where you're born, but maybe you have something to say about where you're gonna go.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. He he was. God, he's still around. Believe it or yeah. not, he lives in a motor home or something. But uh, he? yeah, he made some incredible records. Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, some of the people in Clamp overla- overlap with some of the people in domes the guitar man so yeah the guitarist greg greg Wynn.
1: he's also in domes and rachel uh, morrison she's the keyboardist in domes and Clump. so there's a bit of a crossover between those two okay. projects
0: but you, know, you get you got different approaches to music right totally when you do a project you don't want to do a clone of what you just did right you want to try new different stuff yeah exactly yeah.
1: well i'm playing bass and uh, playing guitar in domes oh wow um, okay and, um, in a bit of singing as well. Is this the
0: first time yeah. you play guitar since you put it down to pick up bass when you were a teenager? Well, I've always played guitar, but never in a band. Um oh, I thought so you. I thought
1: you nice traded it for a bass. Oh, I did, but yeah, yeah. I bought all the guitars over the years. Oh, okay, very, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's nice to do something a bit different. Play guitar and do some vocals as well
0: yeah
1: um, yeah cool. we did it we did the the track you played opal we put it on a uh split record with a split seven inch with low um
0: oh so sad about low they lost yeah
1: it. well it was the record was going to come out um on a certain date and then mimi passed away the, yeah, the, the drunk cancer. so sad.
0: um yeah so terrible we, and they're uh, from a town way up north duluth you know almost on the border with canada with the the biggest of the Great Lakes, Superior. We're right. at the end of the second hour. Big love to you, Mimi. She's great. Me okay. J- and my uh, sisters call my, uh,
3: my uh, Italian
0: grandmother Mimi. July 14, 2023, edition of Watt Pedro Show, special guest Jason Stoll. Whole time for hour three. July 14, 2023, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. Deedro Show start off the third hour with Twin Sister doing Husk. Then we had Emily Dickinson and Crane. Crane writing music to Emily Dickinson poems. Oh, oh, Shadow on the Grass. Ernest Ludwig Petrovsky. We just lost him from the former DDR, right? Relaxing with Harry. Not too much relaxing. uh, Harry Miller. Is the bass man in this record live, 1981? Nub Dug Ensemble with and and finally Beulah Wig people. <laughs> we get to hear Beulah Wig, different kind. Now Louis, Jason, you got you're telling me you know you're from Liverpool. You went and spent some time in London. Now how did you get to? You're living in Holland now, in Netherlands. Yeah, so I live in Utrecht. Um well um how it happened. <laughs> um
1: I Sexwing played a show at a festival, a great festival called um, the Guess Who Festival. Um and a mutual I met my partner um through a mutual friend. Um she'd asked him for some recommendations of some bands to go and see. And uh, they said, Go see my friend Sexwing. So she listened to it and decided not to (laughs) come, which is amazing. (laughs) And then um, we we met outside the venue at the end of the night, um, and then ended up keeping in touch and stuff. And um, yeah, one thing led to another, and we are here now. Um, So yeah, music brought us together.
0: Right, right. Created created a domestic situation. Yeah. Now, twin sister. Yes. Well, can't read yeah. minds yet, so you're going to have to still use
1: words, Brother Jason. Sister is, um, again, with some friends. Um, it came from a conversation. Um, two people, Rene and Otto, who are in a band called Dead Neanderthals. If you don't know them, more, check them out. Um, I would like to. Drummer and saxophone player. Um, do like weird free jazz stuff to grand. Uh, you know, the, you know or, the band yeah.
0: from uh, Japan Ruins? yes yeah is it yeah. like that it bits of bits are like that yeah okay because he uh, likes to play with uh, the, the drummer man he likes to uh, play with uh, sax people yeah. uh, you got here so, uh, this other project called playhouse oh yeah so let's well, listen to that, that and you can hit me to that alright mm-hmm. For Pete show, last music for this edition, we start to chunk off with of Playhouse, doing Camper Van Bunny, and then Groove Crater Method. This is brother Phil up in Mammoth Big Bear, jamming D, parentheses Ogs. Maybe it's that Pink Floyd song, huh? Combat oh, outro. Ah, oh, it's a two-parter. Then uh, Cella, this is Brother AJ. He works at uh, Paradiso in Amsterdam. Beautiful guy. He's got a lot of projects. And this is a collab he's got called Cella with Apalacho. And finally, Bonacans of Doom with Agenta. So you're going to have to fill me in on this. Please, (laughs) Brother Jason.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> Bonacons of Doom um, are a Liverpool-based um, mysterious collective who were uh, mirrored masks on the face. No one knows who they are.
2: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So I was a, I was a member once.
0: Can, can I ask you about one Liverpool venue that, and ask you if you've ever played there? It was called Heaven and Hell. Yeah, Mugstar played with you. I, I, I That's what you. I thought. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So I'm not totally alzheimer out. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um so yeah, no one knows who's in Doom,
1: But now I'm an ex member. I, I left when I moved to Holland. Um I can now admit that I was in Bonacunzadoom. Um so basically it's um sort of tribalish, uh psychedelic experience. Um so they could use Gamelan drum gamelan drum drums on stage. Um, with um, a singer who's got such a wonderful, beautiful voice, um, who could be a master of ceremony and what she does. Um, we I recorded um, a single with them and what the debut album, um, which Agenta is off, Um they are just about to release their second album uh, in a few months. Um, but yeah, fantastic band, they're very uh. Yeah, there's like um, an occult-likeness to them. Um, There's something very mysterious and very wonderful about that band.
0: Ah, great. And Playhouse?
1: Uh, So Playhouse was um, like in the mid-90s. I ended up joining a Playhouse. Um, They were very much... um, how can you describe it? Very much influenced by, by like Super Chunk, um, Sonic Youth. Um, who else?
0: Uh, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. I don't really need that shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, so <laughs> music is music yeah. for a while. But yeah. this was like your little detour in the nineties. Okay. And you were probably so we, still living in Liverpool at the time, right? I
1: still living in Liverpool. Yeah. So we did loads of lots of, lots of shows um, up and down the country. We did a couple of, um, seven inches uh, John Peel played
0: us a hell of a lot uh, oh nice
1: man which is amazing
0: um, you know yeah, you haven't I, spoke I, about Manchester did you did you ever play Manchester it ain't too far down the road yeah I played at Manchester a okay. lot of times I lived in Manchester for a little while as okay well. okay is there yeah, a kind of I, a thing I, between I, Liverpool and Manchester I think
1: uh, maybe football oh
0: well, no, usually, no no yeah seems like everybody wants to go to war over that shit but what about on the music level on the music scene it seems to be like everyone's very
1: supportive of each Ah, other great and it's a good scene especially at the moment There seems to be like uh, a lot of bands when i lived in, in liverpool at least there was a lot of camaraderie between liverpool and manchester and sheffield and newcastle and birmingham everyone would be
0: like hey the gig we'll put you on and we put them on and, and sheffield's on the other side of the network. country that's the other coast almost uh well it's, uh, you yeah, know one yeah. one time i drove between manchester and sheffield in the same night because um mark riley had us on and, and it's like through this forest and it's called the serpentine this yeah, yeah. road yeah it was pretty it's, trippy yeah it's
1: amazing yeah. yeah
0: it was it was it's was, it was really neat and uh some ways of touring in England reminds me of touring over here sometimes. Uh, yeah. What what do you got going right now? What's current? What's the next big music project you got going? Um,
1: so, well, we just had a, the Jaw album come out in May, so less than two months ago. Um, so we've got some shows with them in September, just in the UK. Um, and then we've got a Sex Swing live album coming out and we're recording a new Clump album and a new, uh, the debut Domes album. Oh, and also a twin sister album. <laughs> so, quite a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot of these are uh, ongoing concerns. And, ongoing and how do you projects. do that being in Utrecht? Do you guys mail, uh, uh files back and forth? Uh, well, with
1: Sexwing, what, we, what we've done, we've gone away for weekends and had like a writing weekend in the middle of the ah. countryside. Yeah, it makes is a, to Because then at least you're hanging out together. Sure, sure. You know, and it's such a fantastic thing to do. And it really works. Um, like previously with other bands, we've always rehearsed regularly, been in the st- rehearsal studio once a week, twice a week. But yeah, having a family now and stuff and kids, it, it's a bit more difficult to do that. So having these weekends where you can go and write is is a lot more easier to do.
0: I think the uh, last t- two times I played New Tricked was at this, it's a venue, but it's also got practice, practice pads. It's a, it's a brilliant venue called DBs. DBs, beautiful. Start, yeah, in yeah. fact, I started two tours at that pad. But it's not just playing for people, it's other bands getting their stuff together. I love that idea. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's going to close, unfortunately, though. Oh, shit. Um,
1: yeah. It's Nothing good, good less.
0: Building it on top of it. <laughs> you know, the old place yeah. was the Tivoli, right? down, And then that turned into some big monstrosity, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, nice the only thing that stays the same is change. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Look, when you get some of this new stuff, new music made and stuff, you come back on the show and we'll play it and talk about it. Oh, amazing! I'd love that. Yeah, cheers, what? Yeah, absolutely. So, what you got coming up, right away, as far as live shows is this Jaw. Where can people go on the internet to find information about Jaw? Yeah, so uh, you can have a look
1: on the Jaw Bankamp, which is J A W dot
0: Got that, uh, the people? There's two done. A's in Jaw. They spell it a little different. Yeah, that's smart. It's our, it's our, <laughs> it's our initials. Ah. That's even smarter. (laughs) That's even smarter. And I want to thank Wim so much for making the fucking connect beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, nice to chat. Absolutely. So until next time. Keep on keeping on Brother Jason. People, it's been July 14, 2023 edition WAP Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.